Hello and welcome back. Today is October 7th, 2022, and this is episode number five of Waking Up with Mel. Today we are talking about a subject that is um, sensitive, one. Two, it's uh, something that I used to think was okay and now I do not. So the topic I'm going to talk about today is abortion. And um, I really truly believe in my heart and soul that someday abortion will be looked at as slavery. Because, you know, everybody used to have a slave. Black people had slaves. White people had slaves. It wasn't just white people, you know. And it, it it's disgusting to look back and be like, wow, how is that okay? And I hope someday we will do the same thing with abortion. Because I've talked about it in my vaccine episode, but these babies' body parts are being used to, you know, vaccinate your children if you do that. And if you don't believe me, just look it up yourself. You don't have to believe me. Like all of the stuff, you can just look up yourself. You know what I mean? And I feel like a lot of problems with human nature is if we don't want to hear or know about something, then we we won't. We'll, we will close our eyes to it. We'll stop the recording. We will, you know, do whatever we can to ignore a topic that triggers us. And I'm speaking for myself because I've had to learn to to work through that and be like, you know what, why does this trigger me? Let's listen to it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, this is just a waste of my time. I'm not going to do that. You know, you got to pick and choose what's going to waste your time, what's not. But if something saves your life or a life, then it's not a waste of time. So I'm a woman and I first and foremost want to say that I know plenty of women who have had an abortion and I hold no judgment towards those women whatsoever because I too at one time probably would have had one and I hate to admit that I really do but there was a time in my 18 year old life where I didn't see it as a bad thing like when my girlfriend in high school came to school pregnant throwing up and said she's gonna go have an abortion I didn't try to talk her out of it I I didn't even like ask if she wanted me to go with her I just was like oh okay like it was like a thing we did back then and I graduated in 1996 so I want to rewind there because I was talking to my mom she was just visiting me in September and um, she was telling me how abortion became legal when she was a teenager a young girl and she remembers when they legalized it the thought in her head was what mother would, would do that to their child. And it took from the 60s to the 90s, so 60, 70, 80, 90, 30 years before it became a normal. And now it's 2022 and it's, it's almost like, you can't take that right away from me. That's my body, my choice. But then it's like, well, what about the body inside of you that has zero choice, zero voice? Like, it's just... It, that whole my body, my choice thing is completely asinine because you can't say it's my body, my choice when you're murdering a body. It's just, and that body has no choice. Like, that's just ridiculous. So I just want <clears throat> to start with a clip. And this is going to be from Abby Johnson. It's a four-minute clip. And uh, she is probably the reason I started to change my mind about abortion and actually start speaking up about it, which... I do truly believe it lost me some friends because they thought I was judging them. And I never really, I never was not really. I never was. I never judged them because 
it's not one my place to I believe God forgives everything and everybody if they want it and so what I'm seeing with women who have had abortion is there's two kinds of attitudes there's the I regret my abortion I honor my baby in the life that that I wish I didn't take or you know and they forgive themselves and they know God's forgiven them and they and they're healed from from their choice and then there's the other attitude of it's my body, my choice, and I can do what I want, and uh, uh, it doesn't matter about anything else. It's me, 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 and you know, it's just it's demonic. <laughs> it really is. But uh, let's let's listen to what Abby says. She used to work at Planned Parenthood and was very, very pro-choice until one day. And I spent eight years working for Planned Parenthood, but today I'm a pro-life activist. When I was in college, Planned Parenthood approached me at a volunteer fair. They talked about helping women in crisis and their commitment to keep abortion safe, legal, and rare. I was convinced to volunteer and later offered a full-time job as a medical assistant before my promotion to director of the clinic. I truly believed I was helping women, but things drastically changed in 2009. In April, I was awarded Planned Parenthood's Employee of the Year Award and invited to their annual gala where they present the Margaret Sanger Award, named for their founder. Now, Margaret Sanger was a racist who believed in eugenics. Her goal when founding Planned Parenthood was to eradicate the minority population. Today, almost 80% of Planned Parenthood abortion facilities are strategically located in minority neighborhoods. And every year, Planned Parenthood celebrates its racist roots by presenting the Margaret Sanger Award. Later in August, my supervisor assigned me a new quota to meet, an abortion quota. I was expected to sell double the abortions performed the previous year. When I pushed back, underscoring Planned Parenthood's public-facing goal of decreasing abortions, I was reprimanded and told, abortion is how we make our money. But the tipping point came a month later when a physician asked me to assist with an ultrasound guided abortion. Nothing prepared me for what I saw on the screen. An unborn baby fighting back, desperate to move away from the suction. And I'll never forget what the doctor said next. Beam me up, Scotty. The last thing I saw was a spine twirling around in the mother's womb before succumbing to the force of the suction. On October 6th, I left the clinic looking back only to remember why I now advocate so passionately for life. I founded and currently run, and then there were none, a nonprofit organization that's helped nearly 600 abortion workers transition out of the industry. Well, if that didn't choke you up, then you're not human. They can't even conceive of the barbarity. They don't know about the products of conception room and abortion clinics where infant corpses are pieced back together to ensure nothing remains in the mother's wombs. Or that we joked and called it the pieces of children room. You see, for me, abortion is real. I know what it sounds like. I know what abortion smells like. 
Did you know abortion even had a smell? I've been the perpetrator to these babies, to these women. Abby has a book. It's called Unplanned, and you can read the whole story there. And that was just a little clip that I found. Um, that I'll share the link. But I think that we have been lied to so much about abortion. And it's not just the babies that die. Women die all the time at Planned Parenthood. And the funny thing is, it's not funny. The horrible thing is, is that Planned Parenthood doesn't get the rap for these deaths because they send the women off after these abortions, not knowing if they're going to bleed to death soon. And Abby goes to tell how that happens. And what happens is most of these abortions, they want the woman that goes into Planned Parenthood to, to have no association to this child. That's why they call it a fetus. And that's why they don't call it your child. And they, they have like a, a script that they use to make sure that you're not connected to your baby, right? Well, if you have no association, no connection, then you're not going to feel bad because it's murder. <laughs> and you should feel bad about murdering something. Yeah, I mean, I see these same people that have abortions not murder freaking spiders. They, and the same people, uh, we could go on. But the thing is, is we just have to come to realize that life all life matters. And it's funny that they have this Black Lives Matters thing, but the same people that are running it are the same people that are setting up abortion clinics in black neighborhoods so black babies can't even thrive. Not just thrive, can't even be born. You know how, how the world would be so different if all these children that are supposed to be born are born, especially in these minority neighborhoods? It's insane, the brainwashing that we have gone in the last 30 years from abortion being completely illegal not even on anybody's radar to it being like a birth control where women just do it because it's inconvenient to have this child but god ordained the child and created the child and people like me who have several miscarriages it's even harder to understand and sometimes i feel like i had miscarriages so i could feel what it feels like to lose a baby because it's the worst feeling. I don't care if you're eight weeks. I don't care if you're nine weeks. And the further along you get, the harder it gets, I'm sure. Because all mine were early miscarriages. And they all were emotionally very hard to go through. So I can imagine going through a death and not being able to mourn it. It's absolutely horrible. Not only not being able to mourn it, but if you're a more full-term baby, then... You don't even see what happens to your baby and those and the body parts. That baby looks like a human being at the point that a lot of them are getting sucked out of the womb. I mean, there's this other book called The Silent Scream, and it talks about the baby screaming in the ultrasound before it got sucked out. And ugh, I just think if more woman, women actually saw it on an ultrasound, which is why they don't use ultrasounds and why they go in blind and why women's uteruses are getting pierced and pursed. And like, ugh, it's just so demonic. It's so horrible. And then those babies' body parts are being sold. I can't prove it. Okay. So don't come at me, but you know what? I believe someday it will be proven. And the people that did prove it got put in jail. So on Obama's watch, I believe. Yeah. We should find that article. So, I just really cannot wait until women, because we control so many things, ladies, so many things. 
we're very powerful beings. And if we loved what we are created to do, which is nurture and love, I, I mean, I breastfeed still my daughter's um, a little over a year and I still breastfeed. And it's, it's a miracle to me every single time that my body is able to produce milk for her. I had two home births, which I'll do podcasts about. And both of them birthed a new woman inside of me because I knew how powerful I was. I didn't need no doctors and I didn't need anybody telling me how I could do it. I knew my body at 44 years old could push out a baby. Because that's what I was designed to do. I didn't need no one telling me I was a geriatric and all that stuff. You know what I mean? And then when I hold her little hands and look at her little face, it's like, how many of these little babies don't even get a chance? And how many of these parents out here are doing all this infertility stuff and all, you know, all these treatments and all this stuff? And meanwhile, all these babies are getting sucked out. And then why, why, why do we have to do all this infertility stuff? Have you ever thought of that? That's very, that should be a whole nother podcast because I've, I've thought a lot about this. They say conception starts the moment that, you know, egg and sperm meet. There's like a light happens and I believe that's when the soul is put in. Well, let's say you have all these eggs that have been, um, conceived and frozen. What do you think happens to that life? Like, that soul what is it frozen like what's going on there and then what do you think happens to all the babies do you think they just get thrown away or do they get used in experiments if you know anything about the illuminati yet which i hope you do by now we're on episode five guys you should know what the illuminati is um then maybe you should research what they do with these babies and why you know what i mean like ugh, you guys it's so deep they have really got deep with this stuff. They got they have it where women are on birth control, so they're all screwed up trying to not have babies. And then when they want to have babies, they can't anymore because their bodies are all screwed up from all the years of birth control. And then they have to go to fertility clinics. And then God knows what happens to all their eggs because they only use a couple, few of them. You know what I mean? And yeah, maybe supposedly they get destroyed, but I guarantee people probably don't go down there and watch their eggs get destroyed. <laughs> It's pretty nuts. And then we have the whole abortion thing. Then a whole nother agenda where they're using these body parts for vaccines. And then that's causing autoimmune diseases in, in your children. Because why the hell do we need someone else's deep? So here's where we stand now. I live in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We have a governor who I think is very evil. And Roe versus Wade just got overturned, which means it goes back to the states, Okay. That's prophecy. I'm going to read you guys the prophecy. Um, let me pull it up. Okay. So while I was looking for the prophecy about the Roe versus Wade being overturned, I found this one. Now, this is Mark Taylor who, you know, I don't, he's kind of bashing other prophets and I don't like that, but I do believe God spoke to him. This was 12-12-2016 and it's called The Lost Art of War. Of War. And again, I'll put the link to Hip's website in, in the description. And so it says, <clears throat> the Spirit of God says, Why are my people not repenting? You used generalized repentance, which has little to no effect when you should be using target-focused repentance and prayer. You don't use target-focused repentance because of your pride. You haughty spirits and attitudes have caused you to fall into the enemy's pit. You're afraid of a target-focused repentance because you will have to admit there is fault with you and your congregation. By not repenting, this is an abomination. 
My people have lost the art of war, for any true warrior of mine knows that waging an effective warfare starts at the target focus, repentance, and prayer. The Spirit of God says, Woe, woe, woe to the leaders who have led my people astray. You who are cowardly and afraid of offending have sacrificed my truth and my people on the altar of mammon. Repent now, or you will not come out of that pit, for truly you have received your reward, and that is all you will get. You honor me with your lips, but your hearts are far from me. Because of your pride, your refusal to repent, there will be no hiding from this judgment. It's upon my church, especially the leadership. Your big fancy homes, clothes, and cars were made with money stained with innocent blood. This has allowed the enemy to come in like a flood. Even the Pharisees knew not to touch that money, but woe to those that continue to take it, saying it's sweet as honey. The blood, the blood, which cries out to me day and night from the aborted babies to murdering of my prophets. The blood is on my church's hands and yet no repentance. I am looking for my true love, my pure spotless bride, and it grieves me. Her garments are stained because of pride. Where is she? Where is my true love? I can no longer wait. My judgment is upon you. Repent and come back to me before it's too late. And the cool thing about God is he is so merciful. Like that prophecy was 2016 and he's still waiting for repentance from the church. And if I should, I need to do a podcast every, every time I talk, I'm like, I need to do a podcast about this. But the the church leaders, especially in these mega churches are sold out and bought out and they haven't stood up against abortion and they haven't stood up for, for morals. And that's why they shut down. When, when the whole world shut down, the one place that should have never, ever, ever shut down was the churches, not Walmart. Walmart should have shut down and the churches should have stayed open. But instead, Walmart stayed open and the churches shut down. And it's like, that's when I really told my, in my spirit, I was like, whoa, what happened to the church where Jesus prayed and touched lepers and now we have people in mass at church. Like you couldn't even go to church without a face mask on you kidding me right now like the church should have stood up against all of it and instead they took million dollar bribes from our government <laughs> look up how many churches got millions of dollars it's disgusting i looked at just my home state the church i used to go to calvary in albuquerque took million dollars while they shut down it's it's unbelievable to me and did that money go into albuquerque no this this city right now is desmadre which means a mess. It's a total mess right now. And at the home, they've been shipping in homeless from California. Thank you, Keller. You're great. I'm kidding. I do not like you at all. And I, I need to pray for you more, but I haven't been. So I try, but yeah, our mayor lets these homeless people be shipped in every Wednesday from California. Mm-hmm. And lets our city be completely destroyed to the point that last week I saw a guy walk out, actually that was this week, walk out of the store with a handful of clothes and no one even chased him because it happened so much. Because the cops can't do anything because our governor and our mayor don't care about small businesses. And that needs to change and it's gonna change. And these people that are doing this stuff right now, <laughs> God's watching. If you don't believe in God, I don't know why because I would be more scared of God than anything. And maybe that's when the Bible always talks about, you know, that fear of God. It's God doesn't want us to be scared of him, but he does want us to have a righteous fear of him 
that he's that he's around it's kind of like a teacher or a parent you 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 want and command respect and you, god does the same but he can't force us because it's a choice so i love i love god so much and um we're getting a little off track of the abortion topic but when i was 18 years old and i was having premarital sex <clears throat> yes i did um I used to think what would happen if I had to walk into a clinic and do that. And I probably would have, maybe, I don't know, because I didn't have that plus sign ever come up and like my whole life change after that. But like I said, I had plenty and plenty of friends that did and only a couple of them seemed to care that they did. The other ones fight and like fight for the right and, and pass that down to their daughters. And it's just sad to me and it needs to stop like the barbarity of it should be enough to make women say I will not participate in that especially to my own baby and I truly think that starts with education because when I listened to Abby for the first time I could not believe what goes on in Planned Parenthood I couldn't believe it I was I was like this is insanity and honestly I've been in some Planned Parenthoods and I feel like there is a weird energy when I went in there. I, mean, I was years ago. I was like 18 years old. But, you know, they they claim to be there for good. But honestly, are they? What good do they do? Why why are taxpayers paying for people's abortions? I don't want to pay for that. And that, in a way, puts the blood on all of our hands. And that's why if you're against this, then you should say something about it and stand up against it. We're right now in this upside down world that everything goes, everything goes. It doesn't matter. Like the morals are just gone and it, it's, it's wow. It's crazy. So let's read some more prophecy about what God says about the time we're in and about Roe versus Wade and what's going to happen. Cause it's super interesting to me. And I really do believe that this will be a time where women will unite in, in, in this, um, topic because at the end of the day it's a, a popularity contest right like what what goes and everything and right now it's more popular to be pro-choice because you know you have to have an open mind but once you realize what you're pro-choice for for ripping little tiny babies apart then you realize this is our barbaric agenda and now they're letting full term term babies be aborted and if you know anything about what's going on with the you know the sex slaves and things like that i can't think of one woman that had carried a baby for nine months that would then the, do that i mean you got to be completely like insane or controlled and have no choice and i believe the latter is probably what's going on with that they probably passed that rule in those states so they could take their sex slaves you know, there's many of them all over the country and kill their own babies with these women not wanting it, but not having any choice because they're at a hospital and it's legal. Uh-uh. This needs to stop right now. Oh, and I also want to mention real quick about hospitals and ultrasounds and all that stuff. You know, I've heard story after story after story after story of women who are perfectly happy with their pregnancies that go in for an ultrasound and are told something's wrong with their baby and they should abort it. And half these women do it. If God lets your baby survive those first, you know, 12 weeks, then why don't you trust God? 
on this life because I had plenty that didn't make it. And I had to trust that God knew better. You know what? He knows better. So if the baby goes and makes it full term, love your baby. Love it. I see women that sacrifice and know their baby's going to die when they give birth. And they still give birth because they're selfless, not selfish. That's just a, it's just a mindset to women. Like we have to be, we have, it's like Kim Clement said in one of his prophecies, he said, the once loving mother has taken the, the babies out of their own womb and cooked them for food. It took me a long time to understand that, especially once I heard that this rabbi and this other guy talking about, um, like how one, they, one worships Satan. And here's the thing. And when I say rabbi, there's different types of Jews, right? Like there's, there's the kind that love God and there's the kind that worship Satan. There's two different types. I, I'm going to find the interview actually now and play it for you guys, what he says about what they do with our kids. Um, and I'll also put that link in the description box, but first prophecy, then we'll put doctor, I think his name's Frank Frankelstein or something like that on. And then we'll wrap this up because I'm already over my time. Okay, so this prophecy is dated 224-2016. Its title is called Do Not Fear America. And again, this is a Mark Taylor prophecy on his website, Sword S-O-R-D-R-E-S-C-U-E dot com. And I will put the link below. If you hear any background noise, that is my little one. She just woke up, but babies are cute, so enjoy the sounds. Do not fear America. The spirit of God says, why do I sense fear in my people about the future of America? Have I not said that I have heard your cries and I will heal your land? Stand firm. Do not falter. Put on the full armor of God. Rake the enemies over the coals for the end time battle is on for my 1 billion souls. The spirit of God says, do not fear that my servant Justice Scalia has been taken for some are crying out. Why have I forsaken? For I will show myself strong to prove that the so-called wise are wrong. For some will say that this is a miracle. For I am just getting started. This is not even close to the pinnacle for what I am going to do with my America. For do not, for do not my people have eyes to see and ears to hear the two signs I gave when they carried my servant's body up the steps of the courthouse where to rest he was laid? Read the signs, read the signs that were for all to see and understand words and this prophecy. So when he died, you can go back and watch, but when they were taking him in the two times, um, there was a horn of a train. It was really cool. Like the Trump train. The spirit of God says five. That's what, right. Five Supreme Court justices will be appointed by my new president, my anointed. I will choose five through my anointed to keep those alive. I will stack the court with those that I choose to send a clear message to the enemy that you lose. This is a miracle that I will perform so that my court, that's in capital ops, will be reformed. Yeah. The spirit of God says the cries, the cries that I have heard from the womb have reached my eyes and ears like a sonic boom. The five I have pointed and the reform that shall take place, the great I am shall take on this case. For it is my will and my way for all those who have prayed that, and this is all in caps, my court shall overturn Roe versus Wade. That just happened. The spirit of God says America... Raisins, how's your raisins? 
Sorry, guys. But babies always come first. The Spirit of God says, America, get ready, for I am choosing from the top of the cream, for I am putting together America's dream team. From the president and his administration to the judges and Congress to ease America's frustrations. The Spirit of God says, rise up my army and get in the fight, for this is the generation that is taking flight. This is the generation of warriors that those of old wanted to see, and the enemy will have no choice but to flee. So rise up, stomp the enemy's head with bliss, send the enemy back to hell and to the abyss. This is the generation of warriors that all of hell has feared to face and see, but I am and I have all of heaven is cheering you on with glee, your supreme commander, God. Wow, just wow. It's so exciting to hear God's plans for America, God's plans for the unborn, and that he does hear our prayers and that they're not going unanswered. So this next interview I'm going to play, you guys, it's from a radio interview with Rabbi Abraham Finkelstein, F-I-N-K-E-L-S-T-I-E-N, and it's in 2006. It was on YouTube, but YouTube's been scrubbed. So I have saved these clips. Um, and if I can find it on YouTube again, I will try to share the clip that I am playing with you guys. This is... Show before 
I mean, we steal 100 to 300,000 children a year just here in this country, and we drain the blood and we mix it with the Passover bread, and then we throw the bodies into the slaughterhouses that we own, and we grind up all the bodies and the sausage and the hamburger. McDonald's is one of our favorite outlets. And uh, the people, they eat them for breakfast, they eat uh, their children for lunch. And, uh, you know, uh, as Jews, you know, we gotta, uh, we got to do what we do. The, the, the most important thing to remember between you, Pastor Wickstrom, and me, Rabbi Higgy Finkelstein of New York, that we both have two fathers, and so that's why we look at the world in two different ways. And we know that there's a massive collision that's going to take place between two forces, don't we? Well, that's what your book says. Our book says that we're going to take over the world. Well, I look at you... You're doing a pretty good job right now. Yes, you've done a pretty good job, but you know there's quite an awakening coming. And uh, my father, who's not your father, my father Yahweh, who isn't your father, of course your father is talked about by my father in John 8:44 stating that your father was Satan and that you're the descendant of Cain who was the first murderer. And, and you know that's true because you teach it in your synagogue. Well, that's true, but it's not for you going to know. But right now it's too late. It's over for you, white grace. So that's why I'm speaking so honestly here, to bring it out into the open so that you can see it for what it is. Uh, you've been teaching uh, the people real good, but they don't wake up, do they? So 16 years ago, this guy is telling us all this stuff and 16 years have gone by with people eating McDonald's, finding teeth, Google it, in their little hamburger patties or whatever it was in, chicken nugget, I can't remember, and uh, and the beat goes on. So this is where we will pray. Father God, I just thank you so much for life. And life is a gift. And I thank you for the gift of children and the innocent lives that are slaughtered daily just in my city alone, Lord. I just pray that you take this demonic agenda that's over our babies and you lift it and you open the eyes of the women that get pregnant and that they they see the barbaric behavior of abortion, Lord, and that they raise their voices up against it because men try i see my husband and men like my husband try all the time to speak up against this and and they're constantly attacked so may the women stand up and speak up against this may women love to be mothers again may women nurture again may women be women again and love that you created us different than a male lord let the world know that the lie of the enemy is to conf is confusion, Lord, and that you made male and female, and you made no mistakes in that. And I thank you so much, Lord, that you made me a female, <clears throat> and not just a female that's cowers here in this gloomy world, but a female that wants to rise up and change the world, Lord. So I thank you for this ability to podcast again, to want to podcast again. I thank you for the people that are listening to it that. Um, have ears to hear it. I thank you for all their children. May they be blessed in Jesus' holy name. Amen. <laughs>